So it's a mini-series. I'm going to start today. I may conclude next week. If I don't conclude next week, then we'll just leapfrog over the barley weekend and we'll pick back up a few weeks from now, okay? So let's turn together to the book of Proverbs, the Proverbs, the 12th chapter. And we're going to pick out one verse of Scripture here and read in your hearing. Proverbs 12 and verse number 15. If you have that, say praise the Lord. If you don't have it, you can look on the screen behind me. It's easy to cheat that way. The Scripture says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. But he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. Chapter 16, just four chapters later, ten verses in that chapter later, verse 25 says this, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. The end, the end thereof are the ways of death. I'm sure that, that many of you are familiar with those verses. You've probably heard someone uh, preach about those or speak about those or quote those in your hearing or some version of those two verses, and, and typically when, when these verses are mentioned or when we go to uh, the passages here found in the book of Proverbs, we're oftentimes talking about the wayward condition of humanity and what happens when people disregard God. But, but I'm going to go a little bit different today, and so you will want to stay engaged and not check out on me, saying, oh, I've heard that before, and I know what pastor's about to do. You really don't know what I'm about to do, because I'm not going down the well-worn path of, if you don't get right with God, you're going to split hell wide open. That's not the message today, okay? So look at your neighbor and say, you can take a deep breath, everything's going to be okay. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about there always being a next step in the Spirit. Okay? There's always a next step in the Spirit. Now you may wonder how I'm going to get to that from the verses that I read. That's why I'm here and you're there. Everyone... Everyone, everyone, everyone lives in a way that they think is right. No matter, no matter what that way is, no matter what direction they're headed, to them, what they're doing, for the most part, is right. If it wasn't, then they would rethink that direction and change their way and, and do something different. But oftentimes, we get in this process of life where we just think what we're doing is right. This is the way to do it. This is 
the way to go about it. This is what I can do, and so I'm staying on this path, going this direction. And sometimes it requires a wake-up call or something out of the, uh, the usual to, to stir us or shake us or cause us to step back and take a look at our life and say, well, well, maybe this isn't right because what's being produced isn't what I'm enjoying, and so I, I, I should do something about it. And we, we go off on tangents, and sometimes that, that takes us in a new career path. Sometimes that takes us in a path of new relationships. That takes us in a path of new entertainment and hobbies. And we do all kinds of things to, to shake life up, stir life up, so we can go about it differently. But at the end of the day, what you did yesterday, you did because you felt like that was right for you. What you did this last week on Monday or Thursday, what you did that day, you did because you felt like that's what was right for you on that day. We're, we're like that. We live that way. Every one of us follow that same routine. But time and time again, we realize that approaching life this way proves to be the wrong thing. <laughs> time and time again, I get to the end of my day or the end of my week or the end of my project or the end of my job or the end of whatever it is, and I look back and say, I could have done that differently, or I should have done that differently, or why didn't I think of that sooner? If I would have known then what I know now, then I may. And so we, the way I'm realization that, and then it, just, it happens time and time again, that the way I'm going may not be right, but yet I'm doing it because I think it's right. You ever live in that quandary? <laughs> You can't, where you can't blame it on anybody else, where you, where you can't point fingers at anybody else and say, well, it was them or they did. You just have to, you know, you have to take the responsibility. All right? You guys like, you, you, you know that I like to bring in um, personal references, but today I'm not going to explain this uh, fully. I'm just going to say, you know, Justin, last Sunday night, you thought sending that application in was the right thing to do. <laughs> Didn't you? You did. You did. Tuesday, you were wondering about that. But Sunday night, you thought it was the thing to do. I'll, I'll just leave it there. We all have those kind of days. We all have those kind of weeks. We all have those kind of moments that, that, that we're going through life and we think, this is the best decision for me right now. And, and the Scripture is, is clear when, when it says, there is a way that seemeth right. It seems right. This is the right conversation. This is the right time to have it. This is the, the, this is the moment that we have to breach the subject. We have to go this way. This is it right here. And then as soon as the first word comes out of your mouth, or, or as soon as you sit down, you're like, I don't know if this was the best thing to do. But we thought it was. That, that, that's us. That, that's where we live. And I, I'm taking my time so, so you, you get the picture here. Life will never 
be free of pitfalls, landmines, stressful events. I mean, you will get up on Monday saying, this is going to be a, a, a wonderful week. No setbacks, no pitfalls, no accidents, no stressful moments because I took care of everything I was supposed to take care of Friday when I left work. So I'm back on Monday all, all the bases are covered, the T's are crossed, the I's are dotted, and I'm looking forward to a great week, and this is how I'm going to approach my week. And by noon, you're like, oh my God, what just happened? <laughs> it's noon on Monday. That were unexpected, and you're like, oh, stressful events, and emails, and calls, and things that were unexpected, and you're like, oh, what, what... Life will always be filled with pitfalls and landmines. And, and you had no idea that the person you work with or the individual down the hall, their weekend wasn't like your weekend. So you came to work excited. You showed up on the job just refreshed, you had been in church and God had ministered to you and you hung out with friends and you barbecued on Saturday and you get to work on Monday and your neighbor had all hell break loose in their life over the weekend. And you didn't know it, okay? You walk into their office cheerful and upbeat and Hey, how are you doing this morning? And they're like, they give you one of those looks. Why did you just, and you realize, <laughs> I just stepped on a landmine. <laughs> I didn't realize. That's life. And you can do everything that you think is right. You can go in the direction that you feel like is, is most beneficial for you. Because the Bible tells us this. But sometimes the end of the things that we feel like and think is right equates to the ways of death, okay? Notice what it's saying here because sometimes we can jump ahead and, and we fill in the blank without really, without really understanding the end. It doesn't tell you that every wrong decision you make is going to kill you it just tells you that if you continue to do that, it'll lead you there. It's, 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 it's self-explanatory. But the end thereof are the ways of death. doesn't always say, you're dead. No, no. Gone. It's over. Faith. Check out. No more chances. Dead. You should have never, you should have never taken that step. doesn't say that. It says... It's the ways. It's if you continue to make that decision, if you continue to see it that way, if you continue to act in that manner, then it will lead you to checking out of here. Many, 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 many years ago, someone uh, shared with me a principle. Your life by principles. We live our life by principles. Okay, we. You live your life by principles. 
If, if you're living your life by simply absolutes, then, then you, you've missed maybe one of the greatest revelations in your life because it's, it's more so about principles than it is the absolutes. Some people just want you to give me the right or wrong, that's it. And, and I'm going to deal with that. But there's a lot of gray area. And principles help you navigate that, the gray area. When you, when you can't find an absolute, a principle will guide you. Okay? It, it'll guide you. And I, I try as just a common individual to live my life by principles. Because there's sometimes that I can't see the absolute as clear as I can come up with the principle here that will help me navigate life. So, so principles are important. They're, they're important for us. And when you, you look at things like this verse that says, it's the ways of death. I can't always tell people black and white, absolute, right, wrong on some things in Scripture. But I can say, if you back up from that, and you look at the principle here, then you will see if you continue doing whatever that is, then it will lead you straight on into that, into that absolute. So it may not spell it out. There's some people that just want the Bible to spell out every detail of their life. When, when the Bible is a book of principles, and when you're living by the principle, then you know... It will lead to that, but I have to back up here and and answer the question, if you will, on this end rather than on on that. So so life is is filled with pitfalls. It's filled with landmines. It's filled with stressful events. And, And if you are the quitting type, you will quit every day of your life. But the problem is you'll still wake up tomorrow and have to live again. Even though you quit yesterday, you're going to have to get up and quit again today. If you're the quitting type, you'll live your whole life quitting, 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 quitting. Or, or you step back and you say, I'm not quitting. I know that life is filled with pitfalls. I know that life is filled with stressful events. I know my weekend may have just think everybody's may have gone different than their weekend. And so I can't always just think everybody's on the same page that I'm on, but I understand how how I can go forward in life realizing there will always be stressful events. If you're going to quit, you'll quit. But if you're going to overcome, then you'll look at that as an opportunity to learn. And here's the principle that I'm going to share with you. Your greatest teacher is your last mistake. Okay? That's just a principle that I live by in my life. My greatest teacher is my last mistake. So whatever it was, however it ended up, I can't just get mad and say, man, it was a pitfall. I didn't expect that. It was so stressful. I have to look at the situation and say, what can I learn from this? What can this and what will this teach me about surviving? What will this pitfall? What will this landmine? What will this 
unexpected, stressful event. What can it teach me now as I go forward and not not fall into that same thing next time? So remember, it's the ways. It's what you... I didn't learn from that, and so I keep repeating it. It's the way. If I keep doing that, it will lead me to death. It's the ways of death. It, 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 will, it will push you toward death, spiritual death. Death in your relationships. I mean, not, not just... Let's, let's take this beyond just physical death. You can die in relationships. You can die in a career. You can die in friendships. You can die in, and, and there's a part of you that just feels like there's no life there anymore. Many times it's the way, it's the way you've been going to work. It's the way you've been having the conversation in the relationship. It's the way you've been conducting yourself. Things probably could have worked out, but instead of learning that first time that you sensed the wall, the first time the resistance was there, instead of just bulldozing your way through and say, they're going to see it my way one way or another, I'm not going to back. Instead of doing that, step back from your situation and learn from that. If you don't, you'll, you'll keep on having those conversations in your relationship that go nowhere to foster health and life and strength there. It's the way of death. It'll lead you to separation. It'll lead you to completely being removed. You, you may be around you, but you don't, but removed from it. Have you ever been in one of those situations? I mean, everybody's talking around you, but you don't hear anything they're saying. You're in it, but you're removed from it. You're going through the motions. You're... If you're just going through the motions and there's no life there, please hear the Scripture today. You're you're falling in line that seems right to you, but what is right to you is going to prove that you're practicing the way of death rather than life and strength and rejuvenation and healing and strength in that situation. Somebody shout amen. Amen. So, so each one of us that are here today know exactly what it's like to feel no one has your answer. I want to see the hands of those that would agree with me that there have been times in your life that you just felt like nobody had the answer. Yeah, we all have been there. Nobody had my answer. Nobody knew exactly where I was. No one's situation was just like mine. This, this is unique. And so uh, I, I don't know where to turn. No, nobody has my answer. And listen what it says in Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. It's hard to hearken or hear or respond to counsel if you feel like nobody has your answer. Because it, it's, it's, it's useless to talk. It's useless to communicate. It's useless to, to be transparent. It's useless to open up. It's useless to, to go down that road because you feel like you're right and you can't find anybody that'll confirm that. Am I where you're living yet? I love it because that's what I'm trying to do. Nobody has my answer. 
that's, remember last week I talked to you about God choosing that one medium, medium of preaching, the foolishness of preaching. Okay, and I told you then that it wasn't foolish preaching. <laughs> it wasn't foolish preaching. Who can what's foolish? To think that you can figure all of this out by yourself and nobody, nobody can help you and no one has your answer and no one can relate. That's foolishness. The fool, the Bible said. The fool, the fool. You know what it also says in another passage? That, that the fool says in his heart, there is no God. The Bible tells us that the Scripture tells us for people who say there is no God, they're a fool. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Now, I know no one in this place today would, would categorize yourself as a fool by saying there is no God. But if you live in a way where you say there is no one that understands you're doing, in essence, exactly what the fool says in his heart. Because you're saying, no one has my answer. No one can help me through this, including God. Including God. The fool, the fool. You know, it's... I, this is what's right. I, this is... It doesn't matter what anybody else says. It doesn't matter what, what their opinion is. This is what I feel like is... Right, and there are people that you feel like no one has your answer and no one can tell you what is right. And I just want to say that the only, the only way to overcome that is supernatural. It's a supernatural occurrence. The only way to overcome those places where you think this is right and then you wake up and realize it wasn't right. The only way to get out of that, that vicious cycle, that madhouse of living everyday stress, living everyday empty, living everyday overwhelmed, living everyday, I'm not sure, should I? I? I don't know who to talk to. Who has my answer? Well, they said this and she said that and here I am trying to figure out what to do and where to go from here and how do I... I'm going to tell you how you overcome it and how you get past it. You get through all of that by one simple thing and that is something supernatural. Supernatural. And it goes, it goes beyond human activity. Okay? Here's, here's where I want to get for a few moments this morning. In and of ourselves, we can never figure it all out and get it all right every time. We, we, we really can't. We're going to hit those walls and we're going to have those moments where, where everything just crumbles around us and we're left to pick up pieces and try to, try to negotiate through it and, and shake our heads and wonder, what, what do I do now? Have you met people? Have you ever been? Maybe, you, maybe you're that person where nobody can tell you anything. Okay, where, where, where it doesn't matter what advice or what counsel or what help... Maybe you have a child like that, or and maybe you have a spouse like that. Maybe you have a family member like that. Maybe you work with someone like that, that nobody can tell them anything. It doesn't matter. I mean, they could, 
They would argue with a fence post. I mean, they, nobody's going to tell them anything. If they looked at the fence post wrong and they thought that the fence post said something to them, they'd stop on their journey and argue with a fence post because nobody's going to tell me anything. I'm in charge. I'm in control. I'm going to do what I want to do. This is what's right in my life. You don't know my history. You don't know my present. You don't know my what's going on in my life right now. I'm going to do what I want to do. Will you know what the Bible said? You're headed to death. Because the fool will say that. But, but the wise, the Scripture said, will hearken unto counsel. They'll, they'll find counsel. Someone to give them a different perspective. Someone to say it in a different way. That's what's so awesome about the five-fold ministry in the church is a pastor can say things over and over and over and over and over again and some people never get it. And an evangelist can come through and say the same thing but say it with a voice like this. And, and, uh, and they'll preach. And my God, something's going to happen in this house today. I feel the Spirit of God. I mean, I've been an evangelist. I am an evangelist. When I leave here, you wouldn't even recognize me as a pastor. <laughs> Let the church say amen. amen. Yeah, I know. I can get up in the middle of whatever I need to. Evangelists can come through. A guest speaker can come through and say the same thing. And half the church will like, I've never heard that. The most fantastic. Oh, my Lord. What revelation. And pastors are like, I've been saying that for six months. <laughs> why, why, why didn't somebody get it six months ago? Counsel. You hear it. And all of a sudden, it makes a difference in your life. They brought a, brought, said the same thing, but in a different way. It's from a different perspective. Just the, the slant on it. The angle is a little different. The timing of it was a little bit different. And, 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 then, and then change. The Bible says wisdom is, is there. It, it comes. But there's a way that seems right. And the only way to know if it's right... The only way, notice it seems right, but I'm not convinced that it's right, but I'm going to go in that way because it looks like it may be right. How do I know it's right? The only way I can know it's right is if I have the activity of the Spirit in my life. That there is a supernatural occurrence that happens in our lives. If not, we're like everybody else, anyone else, just trying our best, but constantly hitting those dead ends. All right? And so, it goes beyond human activity. And from a biblical perspective, that, that's something that we're talking about is a work of the Spirit, alright? Here's where two and two come together to get four. How do we go from, you're going to split hell wide open if you don't change kind of preaching, to say, you know what, there is always a next step in the Spirit. This is what happens. You must have a supernatural experience in your life that will transcend the everyday mundane mistake 
after mistake, confusion, overwhelmed, don't know how I'm going to make it. I need the spirit activity of God in my life. I need His Spirit working in my mind. I need His Spirit working in my heart. I need His Spirit working in my life. His Spirit working in my surroundings. I don't need to just be in contact or in touch with the Spirit when I'm here on Sunday morning, but I need it Monday on my job and Tuesday evening in my home and Wednesday at my doctor's appointment and Thursday at... You get what I'm saying. I need something more than just me, fallen humanity, trying to make decisions and figure out, is, is, is this the best thing? Is this right? Now, let me, let me give you this. John 4.24 says, God is a spirit. You're reading it with me? God is a spirit. And they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Okay? Look, look at what we're dealing with here. Faith, just leave the Scripture there for a moment. Look, look at what we're dealing with. If it seems right and it's not right, then that would mean to me that it's not true. Can you deduct that and get, get there with me? Okay, it seems right, but it ends up not being right, and it leads me to death, then if I back all the way up, I have to say in the beginning, what seemed right was not truth, it was something false. So the Bible said that God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. So if I want truth revealed in my everyday life, then I need the activity of God's Spirit in me to help me see what is right or wrong, true or false. See, the Spirit of God will not stay active in the life of an individual who is constantly, constantly dealing with, with, with uh, falsehood. If you're, if, you're, if you're headstrong saying, I'm going to do it my way, my time, nobody's going to tell me anything, I'm going to do it this way, I, I guess I'll just have to learn the hard way. Don't be so stupid. You don't get a medal for learning the hard way. You, you don't stand at the end and, and you're praised because you learned the hard way. You know, I please, please, I'm not highly educated, but I am educated to, certain, to a certain degree. And when I read things where people say, I learned at the school of hard knocks. So that qualifies you for what? Being human? Because we all learn at that same school? Like it's a badge of honor. I got my head beat in over and over and over and over and over again. I'm going to say because you were too stupid to change your mind in the beginning and you kept doing what was false instead of what... I won't counsel anybody like that. I'm just saying that because I'm preaching today. Come on. If, if it seems right, but it ends up in death, it was never right, no matter what it seemed like. And so somehow I have to replace those moments and, and, and situation 
that are not truth, I have to somehow get to a place where I can sense that and recognize that and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, there's something off here. There's something not right here. There's something that just doesn't set right. There's something that doesn't feel right. There's something that doesn't look right. There's so- I-, I can't put my hand on it right now, but there's no way I'm going forward in that because I feel a check. I feel a hesitation. Where does that come from? That comes from the work of God's Spirit. The work of God's Spirit. So He is a Spirit. Everybody shout Spirit. Spirit. They that worship Him must worship Him in Spirit and in truth. John 6, 44 says, No man can come to Me except the Father, Jesus is speaking, except the Father which has sent Me, draw Him, and I will raise Him up at the last day. Now I don't have time to doctrinally go into this entire verse here and and explain it fully but I will say this we know what Jesus was talking about no man can come unto me except the father we just read God is a spirit God is a spirit so how can we come how do we how do we get to God from our that seems right but isn't right our everyday mistakes, our everyday pitfalls, our everyday landmines, our everyday stressful moments. How do I do that? Because the Spirit starts working. That supernatural event in my life starts working to draw me from my confusion, draw me from my mistakes, draw me from living a way that seems right, that isn't right. The Spirit goes to work in my life. And as a, as a father becomes an example to me. And men, I, I, if you have children, I, wanted, I just want to say this. One of your greatest responsibilities is being an example. Be an example. You're an example that someone is following. Where are you leading them? What, what are you directing them to? What is your example representing to them? Because as a father, Jesus is saying, God draws us. His Spirit draws. How can we come? There is a drawing, a tracting, a pulling in that happens that gives us. Everybody say influence. Say influence. I'm influenced. And and this is the way I want to kind of come to a close today. I'm influenced by the Spirit. I may not, I may not, and I don't want to go too far in this mini-series right now, I may not have everything that is available for me in the Spirit, but right now, when I've been doing things that seem right that aren't right, it takes the influence of the Spirit to start drawing me to something different. Drawing me to a different perspective. Drawing me to a different love, drawing me to something that is supernatural that can help me when those moments of crisis come, when I'm not sure what to do or how to go about it. The Spirit draws. Everybody say, the Spirit draws me. It influences me. When, when, you, when, when you look back, okay, and, and we're going to close here momentarily, when you look back right now, or, or maybe you're not looking back, you're looking around. What piqued your interest to get here in the first place? Okay, And, and, and I'm going to go beyond just saying vertical church. I'm talking about 
in a bigger in a bigger sense a relationship with God wherever that began or wherever that started if it was 6 months ago or 60 years ago where wherever it was when you look back on that day 30 years ago or you look back on or you're looking around now saying I've never been in anything like this before how did I ever get in here all I did was a web search <laughs> okay whether you're looking back or looking around What was it that piqued your interest? What is it that's happening? Because the Bible says we cannot even come unless His Spirit draws us. So somewhere in our life, the Spirit of God broke in and began to influence us. We we felt uncomfortable in those decisions. We felt dirty in those decisions. We felt hopeless in those decisions what what we enjoyed one time now we're like sick of that and and what we once could go headlong into now it's not the same and where is this coming from where are these feelings coming from where are these thoughts coming from i'm telling you it was the spirit of god faith that started moving it was the spirit of god that started influencing it was the spirit of god that saw you were constantly doing the things that would lead to to death somebody started praying for you somebody started calling your name out somebody started believing God for an awakening to happen and now you weren't comfortable where you were because the spirit of God started influencing you may be in that place right now okay hear me because this is the this is the mini series there's always a next step in the spirit and And your first step is, I'm tired of doing what's right in my eyes because this isn't working out. And my first step for some crazy reason is, I think I'm going to church Sunday. What? You? People on the job and friends and party animals you hang out with in the kennel? I don't know. All, your, all the stuff you do, like, hey, hey uh, no, you're doing what? You're going what? You're attending a what? You, a Bible study? You went to church? What, your first step was, I'm tired of this ending up the same way. And if I don't do something about it quick, I'm going to be dead. And so the Spirit of God started influencing and drawing. And it was, a, it was a song. You were changing the stations on the radio and you ran across a gospel song that you had never heard before, but you liked the beat or you liked the lyric and you listened for a moment and then something started tugging on your heart. You, you, you sat down at a table at lunch and someone across from you was having a conversation about God and out of the blue, you started, I want to hear more about it and, and you got close. You, what, that's, the inf, that's the Spirit of God starting to move in your family and move in your life and draw you towards something that maybe you're not familiar with and your first step is saying yes to that drawing. What caused you to look this direction? 
resurrection. Please don't forget that. Look back and know that God loved you so much that before you even knew who He was, He started working on your life. Before you had ever even come to a place to make a decision about God, He started setting things up in your life. People came into your life. Conversations happened around you. A song was sung. A word. You saw a book at the store. You read a card on a shelf. Something happened. And now your interest was piqued. That was God influencing you. Drawing you. And please hear me. If He did it for you and I, know that He's doing the same thing right now to our loved ones and families and people we work with. They may not admit it and they may not just come right out and say, man, something's happening. They, they may be trying to figure it out and deal with it right now, but the same God that loved us enough to influence us is the same God that loves them that to that same degree that is influencing their lives even right now. Everybody comes the same way. Everybody, all of a sudden, God pricks their heart. God's stirs their heart. God starts influencing them and draws them. And some say yes and it plays out in different circumstances but, but, but let whatever it is, whatever is happening in your life right now, whatever it is that stirred you, that drew you, whatever's going on right now in your life, Don't resist the process. Don't push back on the process. Yield to it. You want to know if God loves you? All you have to do is look where you're sitting right now. You think the devil would ever send you to church? That only happens after you come to God and backslide and want to tear up a place. (laughs) Cause all kinds of trouble in the church. Those are devils, not y'all. You're here because the Spirit of God drew you. You you want to know about the love of God? He loved you so much that something happened on your job, in your home, in your body, in your finances, and it piqued your... And you said, I I, I can't keep making this same decision. I've got to find something else. And now a supernatural event began to happen in the Spirit of God. He let you move in close to somebody. Let you get a job with somebody. He let... God did it. God did it. God did it. He loves you so much that He didn't want to just let you go in your way. He tried to somehow get your attention and move Move you toward Him. Amen. Don't avoid this. Don't refuse this step. The step is I recognize the Spirit of God is working in my life, working in my family. And I don't know where it's going to end, but I know this. I'm saying yes to the step right now. I can't tell you about the next step or the next step or the next step. Quit worrying about 10 steps down the road. Just take the step that's happening right now that God is presenting in your life and that step is recognize His Spirit is influencing you. And you say yes to whatever you want to do. And that's it. Let's stand together.